Welcome to the Real Estate Trainer Podcast with your host, Brian Eisenhower. This podcast is brought to you by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. ICC provides customized and structured coaching and training programs for real estate agents and team leaders, representing many of the top producing agents in North America. ICC also offers broker and owner consulting on agents recruiting, training, and retention. For more info, visit EisenhowerCoaching.com or find us on Facebook. Don't omit and just make this about work goals. Get your health, get your diet, get your fitness in check and start to feel wonderful. This is probably my favorite real estate sales training topic. And I'm just gonna take a little bit of time on this while you guys think of what you wanna talk about. But I want to talk a tiny bit about life balance because we are in a time of year where we're doing a lot of planning for next year, okay? Uh, we've talked about business planning and I'm going to talk a little bit more. I'm going to give you guys all a tool on that in a little bit. But I really want to talk about an exercise that we can do for to improve your overall life. Because here's what drives me nuts. What drives me nuts is when you get someone that, you know, they sell a ton of real estate and they tell you how hard they work and they sell a ton of real estate. No one wants to be you if you're that guy. So, you know, I don't want to be a guy that sacrifices my whole life just to sell a bunch of real estate. I don't want to be a guy that stays up all night and brags about staying up all night and not sleeping to sell a bunch of real estate. If that's what we're doing, if that's the message we're putting out there on social media or anywhere else, it's a problem. No one wants that. And part of building relationships and part of, you know, you're going to also make other people feel bad. You're going to make people feel lazy. You're, you know, you're going to put a negative vibe out there. You're going to make people feel less than for not having your work ethic or your desire. Even though your intentions may be good to show people how hard you work, you're also going to make feel people feel bad about themselves. So someone who's like succeeding at a very high level, and I've, I've worked with a lot of people like this. I get to, because of my, my job or my, my role as a, as a coach, I get to work with a lot of these exceptional people that sell real estate at a very high level. So they're very dynamic, right? At least when it comes to their professional life. Of course, they're also usually going through divorces. Their health is going to hell. You know, they're having all kinds of problems in their personal life. They may just be unhappy or angry at everybody. They may be trying to grow a real estate team but can't get their agents to sell anything. These could all be problems with regards to life balance, unrealistic expectations. Bad leadership is a great example. Someone that's trying to be a leader that has poor life balance almost always becomes a bad leader because their frustrations with their inadequacies in the other aspects of their life cause them to take the frustrations out on the people in their workplace because they rely too much on their work to bring them all their happiness. I see it all the time. And so then they come, then they then they get mad, especially this time of year, right? Here we are in the holidays and none of our people want to work. You know what I mean? I know all my staff, like they're, they're you know, that's not true. My staff's always hustling, but but I, you know, I, I know all my clients, <laughs> a lot of my clients are wanting to check out, start, you know, start, you know, spending time with the family and going to a lot of holiday parties and going on vacations and stuff like that which is normal, right? That's a balanced life. But if we're trying to do our business and we can't because that escrow officer I work with isn't there or that loan officer's checked out or that that client's not very available or that other agent's not there, then we start getting mad and we start getting worked up, 
rather than being understanding and compassionate, right? Because they don't want to work that hard. And, you know, all of a sudden it gets very frustrating and we're swimming upstream. Um, and those are real life frustrations that come with trying to establish life balance, right? So the key is if you, if you do have life balance, if you are, you know, spiritually fit, physically fit, you'll have, you know, if you are healthy, if you do have good, healthy social relationships and your family life situated, if you've got good time, at least being devoted to all of those different aspects of your life, they don't have to all be perfect. Don't get me wrong. You don't have to be like a Hallmark card life, but you do need to have a certain amount of your time devoted to improvement in those areas. So as long as you're improving in all those areas, you're going to come off as a better leader. You're going to put out a very positive vibe and people are going to want to engage with you. People are going to want to follow you. People are going to want to list with you. People are going to want to be in relationship with you. But if you don't have those things in good working order, you're going to be frustrating. You're going to feel less than you're not going to have time for certain parts of them. And the reason you don't have time for them is because of this person at work is making you work extra hard because they're taking off on vacation. And that's why I don't have time to work on my spiritual life. And I never get to spend time with my kids because that person's never there. And you start blaming other people and you start blaming. Then you become this person that has to vent on social media and has this rough edge about you. And all of a sudden you're not a good leader and you're not a good ambassador of your own business. But if you maintain and, 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 and constantly, you know, take care of your life balance situation, everything just, you just become calm. You operate with a certain ease and a certain grace that a true leader demonstrates. A leader of your community, a leader of someone's home buying or selling process, a leader of a real estate team, a leader in your office, a leader of a transaction, because you got a lot of lead a lot of people in that. And people want to work with you. So that's my, but that's my reason for life balance, right? So then when we go do our business plan, what do we do, right? We do our business plan and we've talked about that. We've talked about a one, three, five business plan, you know, where we have a big goal it's sell a gazillion houses and then down below it, we're going to work on our lead generation and we're going to work on, you know, growing our team or we're going to work on creating our online presence or we're going to work on building our sphere of influence or whatever it is we do to grow our business and sell a lot of real estate. And on our business plan, it's all about selling more real estate, but there's nothing in there about the rest of our life to protect it. So sometimes that business plan, like if you're like, if you're running a real estate team, maybe you have a, you know, you don't have room for everybody's life, you know, changing issues on there and maybe you make it just business, but maybe then for the individual agents or you as an individual, you create your own one, three, five business plan where just a small portion of it is devoted to what you need to do in business. And we got some other aspects of your life implemented. And let me show you how you determine what those other aspects are. This is the part I want to show you. And I love this as an exercise for you to do with your team, for you to do with yourself. It's a wonder leader, wonderful leadership exercise. So I'm going to share a tool with you and I'm going to give this to you as well too. So this is called the life balance wheel. And basically what it does is it talks about all the different, on the, the different spokes on the wheel. And as you move through it, you can see all the different areas where we could be focusing our time and energy because we need to have all of these running or at least improving in all of these areas, some more than others. Some need more improvement than others, right? So of course we got our work. I expect that to be represented on your business plan pretty well, right? Social, 
this is one I got to work on myself because I don't get it. I, you know, I see you guys all day long and I got all my clients all day long and it is very hard for me to get out of the house and go to like a holiday party. Like it's, I used to be a lot better socially than I am now. COVID didn't help me a lot. That it, it just made me more of a hermit because um, I just freaking love it. So the, uh, but I'm not a real social guy, believe it or not. I'm real happy with sports and things like that in my man cave. So, um, and my family. So there's an area I got to work, right? Development. This is an area that luckily because of my job, I'm pretty strong at, right? It's like, how am I growing? Am I reading? Am I learning new things? You guys keep me very active. I'm always trying to take in more information in my head. Like I know how Suze is on this somewhere and how sells a couple hundred houses a year and flips probably a hundred houses a year now too. And, you know, there's a guy who's always reading a new book on self-improvement. You know what I'm saying? the the self-improvement uh education like the the because i am bad at reading i would not read it's just who i am as a person but i discovered audible and, mm -hmm. and it really changed my life because i will do the audibles all day i will not pick up a book and read i know myself i would have read zero no. books this year if i had to actually read them but audible changed it for me and i'm actually able to enjoy good reading materials such as a uh, relentless uh Atomic Habits, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, like great books like that, that I would have never had the knowledge of it. And now I'm blessed by it because I figured out what works for me. Tell me, I mean, I know you go through this because you're always asking me for what book to read next. Tell me, tell me just this last year, 2021, give me some example of some of the books you've listened to or read or whatever. Relentless by, by Tim Groover. He has a new one. Uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, uh, Atomic Habits. Uh, I have read a lot of books uh, and I don't know the titles, but a lot of real estate books that they're not necessarily like big famous books, but right. they're just real estate books on negotiating skills and et cetera, et cetera, Brian. Like I've, I've, I'm, I'm really into this stuff. That's right. I enjoy it. No, I love it. Yeah, that's a great example. I'm the same way. In fact, um, I've always been a reader, but I, I found that I just can't get through books fast enough. So I still read. Uh, especially when I'm on airplanes and, and now I, you know, I, I work out and stuff cause I, you know, I've, I've made some goals around that. So uh, I'm really tired when I go to bed. So I try to read two pages and I, I can barely make it through three pages a night before I fall asleep. It's just the way yeah, that yeah. works. Um, so but there's so many books I want to read. Right. And I just don't have time otherwise. So um, I picked up audible too. And how is a little bit of an inspiration for me on this one. And now I listen to it when I swim, I listen to it when I run, I listen to it. Um, when I work out. So I, rather than just listening to music, I made a sacrifice mm -hmm. there. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to mix it up and try audible books. And with a lot of activities, I can totally listen to books and it's better. And every now yep. and then I'll go back to music, but now it's like, okay, I'm listening. So here I am jogging with my dog in the morning. I've even got, you know, audible. I can listen to when I swim. Mm -hmm. um, I can do it when I cycle. Um, so now I'm all of a sudden powering through books. I usually buy the hard copy too. Um, so if there's things that I want to go back in earmark after I listen to it, I'll find them in there. I'll make a note and find them because um, I'll use them in some of my training content or something like that. Especially if I really like the book, like Atomic Habits, yeah. I got that thing ripped up, man. I mean, yeah. Some books. So, you know. Hey, Brian, can I just add to that too? And that's yeah. it. I'm not a reader, but one of the things that I did this year is I made a, a goal to try to, to, to read more books. So I got up every morning from seven to eight o'clock, I would read. And at eight o'clock, whether I was into the book or not, I had to put the book down and go to work. Nice. That's I, awesome. I did, that, I did that six, maybe seven days, even on the weekends. Every morning for an hour, I would read 
and I'm still doing that now. And I mean, I've probably read eight books so far this year. And that's probably more books than I've read in the last 10 years, to be quite honest. That is cool. That's actually like morning meditation. Well, you know, I do that. I mean, I did meditation a little bit before that. But yeah, it's it's part of my, and I started with Atomic Habits and adding just that little, that book that yeah, got me going. That's a good one to start with. And I said, okay. <laughs> that's a pretty that. good one. Yeah, you could have started with Miracle Morning too. That would have been a good one. You <laughs> started got, with the best one. Jeez. I got, you know, Keller Williams. I mean, they're all sitting behind me here. Um, I just bought yours uh, because cool. we're building a team. So, I mean, you know, yours is my next one that I'm going to read. I would have read it before, except I had to renew my license. And that kind of, I it took my hour a day and I pretty much, I had to put 45 hours of, you know, the reading for the renewing your license. So I filtered that into my one hour morning read and it just nice. bumped it out. That is Very awesome. Cool. Yeah. Mine, by the way, is now available on Audible. It is just available on Audible. Just so you Now know. I can't finish it, Brian. I read about three pages of it and then I have to be honest, I gave up. It's, it's on Audible. You can get, you can, you can get on. Oh, it's—I tell you—it's like a textbook. It is not like reading Atomic Habits. This is yeah. everything I could cram into a book on real estate teams yeah. in an understandable fashion. It, it is like an encyclopedia of everything you need to know. Yeah, but you know, you read it and it fits. It goes into the back of your mind. And true. It'll come out. It'll come out when you want it to come out. That's true. Well, uh, one more plug. Uh, I, I listened to uh, Winning. Uh, it's by Tim Grover, the same guy that wrote uh, Relentless. Oh, my God. The life changing. Winning. It's called Winning. It's awesome. That is, okay. That is cool. Yeah. The uh, Winning by, okay. So I'm going to, I got that one down now. Yeah. Tim Grover is cool. Yeah. Um, I would throw Miracle Morning for any of you guys out there is another awesome book because establishing a morning routine is freaking awesome. It's by Hal Elrod. Freaking awesome book. Atomic Habits. Those are two great books to start with because they establish routines and habits. Thank you, Michelle, for the review. They establish routines and habits. And if you establish routines and habits, all of a sudden you start having time and ability to do everything you want to do. So that's a cool one. Okay, so let me go back. I love that type of that type of stuff. Okay, so back to our life balance wheel. So that development one's huge. You better be getting better. I'm preaching to the choir because attending this masterminds is, is intended to be part of that development too. You're getting better. Okay. Family, man. Boy, you better calendar that in. And I would definitely have goals with your family. I'm not joking. Don't let that just be natural. Or after, you know, for a lot of us, especially if you're selling a lot of real estate or you're successful in work, they'll become an afterthought. Um, to me, this is my mo this is my biggest priority in life. It wasn't always my biggest and priority in life. And now that I got kids, so I book time for this and they are my priority. I've changed my whole life around for that and, 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 and it's made me a lot calmer, gentler, better leader as a result. So family has got to be huge. Whatever family is to you. Life planning is financial planning, time management, goal setting. This is really, really huge stuff not just goals with, you know, I'm going to own 20 rentals or I'm going to make this much money and retire. You know, what are we doing with, you know, planning for our family, for our kids? What are we doing with when we want to retire? Where are our income's going to come from? I can tell you once I got that nailed down in my life, I have been so much more motivated. I know exactly how many properties I want to acquire. I know exactly what age I want to retire and I'm about six months behind schedule on that, just to let you know, not joking. I know the year and I know when I want to step out of active coaching 
And I know exactly when I want to step out of working and have someone else running my business now. I mean, I'm dialed in. I know exactly where all my income is going to come from. Luke, thank you for the review. Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Hal, same first name as you. Last name Elrod. E-L-R-O-D. You know, I know all of that. I know where I want to be. I'm deciding where I want to be, like where I want those houses to be, you know, where I want to reside, all of that type of thing. I know where I want my investments to be. I'm not saying I'm going to get all that, but I know where and I know why, and I know exactly how my time's going to work out. And the more dialed in you get with that, the more you don't need to find motivation. A lot of people are like, how do I find motivation? Try dialing all this stuff in and it, it just happens because you know, man, it's in, it's fresh in your mind. My wife and I sit down every single month and we look at our budget every month for one hour. And we, and cause we have certain goals. We want to make sure we're on path for those goals. When you do that every month, your goals are right in front of you every month. When you have goals right in front of you every month, you are motivated to wake up and do tough stuff to get the results you want. Cause you don't have to like the activities you do every day. You do not. You just have to like the results. And if you like the results, it'll make the activities that are tough, much more palatable. But you got to be able to remember those results through the difficult activities. And the way you do that is get real dialed in on your goals. And that involves life planning. So maybe that's an area you need to work on. Next up, spirituality. And again, you know, you could be, it could be a relationship with God. It could be a relationship with the universe. Could be your life purpose. Could be a church affiliation. That can go all over the place. It could just be, you know, giving back to the universe, which might be, you know, getting involved in a lion's club or some sort of civic organization. It could just be working on your morals and your ethics and just doing the right thing. It could be you're a Star Wars freak and you're into the, 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 the good side of the force, you know, as opposed to the dark side. I don't care point of the matter is you're doing things to make you feel more in touch with the spiritual aspect of your life. It could just be meditation. Man. It doesn't have to be around any being higher than yourself. It could just be around meditation. You know, someplace where you get peace, calmness, why you're here. What do you want to accomplish? Maybe it's earn a lot of income to give back and, you know, donate a bunch of money to cancer, or donate a bunch of money to some cause or animals or something. Another huge one is going to be health. Probably the most monstrous, in my opinion, is health, at least from a materialistic standpoint. Your physical fitness, your nutrition, intake and output. Because like how much you put into your body and how much you take out. That's diet and exercise. Because when it comes down to it, guys, when you start getting older, that's the measurement of your happiness, not your money. You'd be happier you took care of your teeth. Be happier you took care of your body. You'd be happier you took care of your skin. You'd be happier you took care of your, your diet. You'd be happy you kept your stress levels unchecked. Crucial. As you get older and older, that gets more and more important. So it's not just about retirement. That helps, yes. It helps with some of the stress and the ease and the lifestyle to have money. But it also helps to have your health. So don't do one at the sacrifice of the other. And when you're like in those wealth building ages, you know, people look up to people that are making a lot of money. But when you start getting older, I just went to my 30 year reunion. People start looking at other stuff. So make sure that's a part of your goals. Don't omit and just make this about work goals. Get your health, get your diet, get your fitness in check and start to feel wonderful. Yes, you may make some pleasurable sacrifices, but the resulting energy and happiness that you will get from a lifestyle change 
is freaking phenomenal. It's amazing. Those sacrifices seem nominal. So, and it just feels good making progress. So here's the, here, so that, that that's going around the wheel, okay? I didn't spend much time on work because that's all we spent time on. But what I'd love to see you do, let me get, let me go back to the wheel. Here's what I always do. Do this for yourself over the holiday season. What I want you to do is there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different spokes on the wheel. I want you to go in each section and I want you to rank them for me on a schedule on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being the highest. Okay. So if your work is a 10, put a 10 there. That means you couldn't get any better. You, you, you've peaked out. You're at your highest potential. Uh, you're, you're, you couldn't, you know, you've reached your business utopia. You're as good as you can be right now, at least. And then of course, zero is your worst. Like I am terrible here. I couldn't be any worse. And I'd go through, or one's your worst, I should say. So I'd go through and go one to 10 on every single one of these. And then we got to go and start with the lowest ones first and start writing out here outside the spokes on the wheel or even inside the spokes. What are some things I could do to get my one to a five, my five to an eight? And we got to talk about what we can do to move each one closer to a 10. And then I would include those things in my one, three, five business plan for myself. If I run a real estate team, I might be meeting with each of my agents and going through this exercise, or at least doing it in my annual team retreat or in one of my weekly team meetings where I'm giving this to everybody. And I might give this to everybody with the assignment that they're gonna go fill this out. Or maybe we all take 30 minutes and they go around and they do fill it out. And then we all go around taking, or maybe take 10 minutes and they fill it all out. In 30 minutes, they go around and they fill out all their ideas of how they can make each one better. And then it needs to get into your own personal one, three, five plan. We got to have some action steps. We can't do them all at once. It's too much change at once, but we have all of 2022 to slowly start chipping away and implementing them in baby steps like Atomic Habits, the book teaches us, is tiny incremental steps, tiny manageable changes that over a period of time will amount to a big, big lifestyle change. So if we just continuously improve, it happens slowly then suddenly. That's one thing you'll find. The book doesn't really talk about that, but I have found that if you do tiny incremental steps, it happens very slowly, right? So let's say you say, okay, I'm gonna start working out for five minutes a day and then next week it's 10 minutes a day. All of a sudden it's slowly, then all of a sudden it starts happening suddenly. Like you start making big leaps and big bounds because you're, you see the results. So once you start to see the results from the activities, now the fact that you didn't like the activities is hidden by the fact you notice the results and you love the results. So that makes the activities less painful. So then all of a sudden overnight, it's like suddenly you start really improving in leaps and bounds. So the incremental steps only get you started because they're not desirable until you start seeing the results. Once you see the results, then your activities go big. Because a lot of these changes, we feel like we've got tons of excuses for. We don't have time for these. We have to sacrifice too much. We can't fit them in. The answer is you're wrong on all of those. You can fit them all in, I promise you. The key is starting to find a way and making it part of an entire year's business plan where we, we try to implement a couple of them each month and we, then we stick a couple more in and we just keep making changes and we keep making little tweaks. And the goal is not to take a one and make it a 10 in one year. The goal is to take a one and make it a four. And then next year we take that four to a seven. And then maybe the next year we take that seven to a nine. 
it's being it's being content with that progress and being okay without the perfection right so it's all about making forward progress it's not about complaining that we're not a 10. it's okay the fact we're a one and we go to a four and we still have six to go we're content with the four for now and we'll be content with moving that to a seven the next year but if we're worried about taking a one and making a 10 that's not an atomic habit that's just too daunting and that'll be the, that's too much work and that's the reason we won't do it so we got to have manageable tiny incremental baby steps to slowly get there which is why i like doing this exercise i like putting on a business plan and you have all year long to implement some of these steps so include this in there if you're doing your one three five Yes, put your work in there. There's work on the life balance field. Talk about what you're going to do and change in your business. But also include those other aspects, those key aspects of your life that we need improvements in and start brainstorming. And maybe you don't know what to do, but maybe you put in there to talk to some people, talk to a coach, talk to a mentor, talk to someone that you think might be a 10 in that category. Who is a great parent? Who is really in touch with their spiritual side? Maybe it's just to talk to them and get ideas. It could just be 2022. It might just be a year where you start exploring some of these different things. Maybe you don't know exactly what you need to do, but you do need to do some research to figure it out. That is totally fine. It's probably preferred. And that's highly productive. So getting really getting your head around that, it's crucial. And this is the time of the year that we really start to make those changes. So I want you thinking about that. I would use that life balance wheel, do the exercise on yourself, be thinking about it. It's a traditional time of year to make some big changes. You know, we turn over a new leaf at the new years and all those resolutions and junk like that. Uh, you know, I would rather see it in a manageable plan, like a one, three, five format. I don't really believe in the resolution thing that much because everybody quits those by the end of January. I'd rather see a manageable plan that we can slowly implement and baby steps over the course of all of next year. Um, I find that has a much higher success rate. So um, hopefully that helps a little bit with some of those ideas. I appreciate that. Hey, Brian, can I add something to that? I love that. Thanks. I, I love, love, love this wheel. We've Camille and I use this in training and we've used a wheel very similar to yours. Uh, for years. And I'll, I, let me just add two things to it. Number one, if you think of it as a tire, you can run your car. If you go outside right now and look at your tire, your tire is not completely round. It's the part that's on the ground that has all the weight on it is a little oh, bit like flat it. than the other. So is it going to go? Yeah. And can you drive on a flat tire? You know, yeah, you can to a certain point. So if one side's a little bit lower than the other, that's okay. You just know that you need to address the issue. The other thing that's kind of fun, and I might even challenge you with this, and now Camille's my partner, so my wife is my partner in business and right. in life and everything. But one of the things that we do, and we teach engaged couples to do this, but take your wheel and get four crayons and put where you think you are now in one color, put where you'd like to be in another color, and where you think your wife or your spouse is and where you think your wife would like to be. And then- She's gonna do it for you too though exactly put what put boxing gloves on and switch hands and what a great way to support each other and to support where you're at in, in your life cycle and you might be really surprised we did this once and i really thought she'd get pissed at me but it turns out that her wheel looked very similar to mine and where i thought she was weak she thought i was weak and we agreed and now we can kind of help each other out yeah keep in mind the tire can be a little <laughs> bit low but uh it helps 
Well, I think you, I, I love that actually. Actually, I have done that with my wife, believe it or not, a very long time ago in kind of a different format. But this this is too easy to just do it the way I teach it. it, it I, I love it. Um, and here's the deal too. You have a built-in accountability partner when you do it that way. That's the neat thing about doing this with a wife, uh, a business partner, a coach, a mentor, an accountability partner. It really does help ensure that you're going to make some uncomfortable changes that get you the results you want. So I love that for you too, Walter. You've got that. You've got that going in a huge way, which is, which is huge, because it's wonderful to to know what to do. It's even wonderful to start doing it. But what really gets it done is someone that helps you keep seeing it through, and that's where that accountability is a big, big deal. So those are great ideas. I love it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Trainer Podcast, sponsored by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. For more information about real estate coaching or to watch Brian's training videos, check out therealestatetrainer.com or find us on social media. And remember, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available.